Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football, whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or sometimes even IDP. We got you covered all year long. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get to it. Welcome into the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. It is Tuesday, December 27th. I'm your host, John June. This guy to my left would be Greg Penniman. Greg, how are you doing? Uh, 50% of people made it to the finals. 50% of people got eliminated. So 50% of us have a soul today and 50% of us don't. So how how are you? Do you still have a soul in your body? Uh, and are you, are you, or are you lifeless like like some of us? Uh, for one of them, I was lifeless once Jalen Hurts was out. He's like, like the soul of my team. I'm sure he's the soul of a lot of semifinals teams that couldn't recover. So uh, I'm sorry for those people I feel for you. Uh, th- that league I'm out in, but I made a Dynasty League final, so I'm playing you actually. So uh, looking good. Uh, definitely the hottest team right now, I would say, for sure. Uh, so I'm feeling feeling good, but that fantasy is so unforgiving. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was telling you, Greg, in, that, in regards to that Dynasty matchup, I was telling you before my matchup was even done, I was like, hey, bro, I'm just fighting for second place right now. <laughs> Is your team has been on a roll. Uh, you're led by the Joey B, Joey T. B. Higgins stack. Uh, and you know, you're just it's just a dominant team, right? That you have right now. And I honestly, you know, I'm just, just happy to be here, you know. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, I, I'm okay with, um, you know, I'm gonna give it my best shot, but I, I've already come to terms with the fact that you're, you're probably gonna beat me, Greg. So, um, and the mind games are in effect. It's like, yeah, Derek Carr type. <laughs> Derek Carr mind games. I like it. <laughs> um, no, but uh, you know, I was I was saying that before uh, we we got on and we were live that I'm in. I think I said five five fantasy finals uh, this this year. So uh, that that's great. But the one I can't stop thinking about is the one that I didn't make the finals in, which. I told you that story, and we'll get into it um, beforehand. You know, you know when it when the time comes. But I I, I deserve to be out of that finals, and you know, we'll, we'll it's a little uh, sneak peek into <laughs> how I'm feeling right now. So uh, if you are still watching, obviously, um, you know whether you have been eliminated or not, we just recommend that you do keep watching. So make sure you comment, like, subscribe. You know, get those notifications whether you're watching us live on YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, or you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play. Um, but Greg, it is a week 16 week recap. We, for the second time all year, are doing a recap on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday, so we, we uh, we're gonna do this recap here, and that means we get to talk about all the games, and we get to talk about how awesome Justin Herbert was last night. Oh wait. Just, just kidding. Anyway, you got 200 yards though. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. 200 yards. Baby. I don't think. I mean, yes, that's great for your super boost, Greg. But I feel like a lot of fantasy managers are are saying that wasn't good enough. Uh, no, it wasn't that's not what they I mean, expected. No, it, it wasn't uh, for sure. But we're gonna we're gonna talk about him. Just not talk about him in this segment because this segment is reserved for the quarterback swags here, Greg. And so the number one quarterback on the week would be Dak Prescott. Uh, he 27 to 35. 347 passing yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Did add 41 rushing yards on six rush attempts, which we haven't seen that from Dak in a while. But 
28 total fantasy points there in semifinals week. Greg, what were your thoughts on the performance here by Dak Prescott? Yeah, man, this was um, <clears throat> an excellent performance by Dak. Uh, probably the best game of the weekend. That game just was going back and forth from the moment it started. Uh, you felt that it was going to be uh, that shoot-up type vibe once, uh, I guess, C.D. Lamb scored again. Uh, Devontae Smith was going back, scoring. Like, it was it was a great game. Dak got it to his people, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb. Uh, so, yeah, it was an excellent game. Uh, obviously, Dak's games, when he – blow-up games come when he's playing in these shootout type type games. So um, it was good that he was able to get one here. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, definitely a back and forth nature to this game. Uh, I selfishly was, was hoping that, you know, the Eagles would tie it and and then miss the extra point so we could get some overtime. So. <laughs> Cause I, I needed some fantasy points, but yeah, the back and forth nature of this game was, was, uh, was definitely great for fantasy purposes. And if you, Rode out Dak these last couple of weeks. The, you definitely are, you know, happy with with the with the outcome here. Uh, let's move on to the number two quarterback on the week, and that would be Jared Goff. Did it outdoors? Twenty five of forty two, three hundred fifty five passing yards, three passing touchdowns, uh, no interceptions, three rush attempts for fifteen rushing yards, twenty five point seven fancy points. I mean. I was not in favor of playing Jared Goff in this week, but you know them being down very, very big early led to comeback mode, and we saw Jared Goff, you know, attempt forty-two pass attempts here, uh, finish as a QB two on the week. Greg, what do you think of this performance here by Goff? Yeah, this is kind of like how last year for his season kind of went earlier this season, where Detroit wasn't a very good team, getting blown out early, and all his points were coming like garbage time. Uh, and late time touchdowns, but yeah, this didn't expect the early result. But then, yeah, he the game script kind of controlled his first day, so uh, you know, fortunate for 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 that for sure. Um, that that comes sometimes when you know are on a bad team and and you get this opportunity to kind of just put up points. Yeah, and the other thing that I you know I didn't like about this matchup was that Carolina's pass defense is pretty good, uh, but we you know we recently find out that. JC Horn is going to be out for you know foreseeable future here with a with a broken wrist, uh, so that's definitely not great there. Uh, as you know, as, as well as some other injuries that popped up this week, but um, yeah, great performance by Golf. Uh, you know, the the road the uh, the home road splits were definitely something that was concerning heading into this game in terms of um, you know outdoors you know being outdoors versus being at home in that dome. Uh, but it, again, didn't matter here with with golf this week. So uh, great performance. And moving on to the QB three on the week, man. This guy again just been carrying you. Uh, if you if you've been playing him, uh, it's Kirk Cousins, man. I mean, thirty four forty eight, two hundred ninety nine passing yards, three passing touchdowns, no interceptions, added two rushing yards on on one attempt, twenty four point two fantasy points there. Uh, Greg, what do you think of his performance of Kirk Cousins against your your New York Giants? Yeah, man, uh, definitely attacking the the weaknesses of, of the Giants defense, which is, you know, that tight end position for sure. Most of that, getting to Hawkinson, making some great plays to him. And then, of course, down a stretch, getting to Justin Jefferson when he, when he needed to. Uh, Kirk Cousins, uh, yeah, saving the day, getting him in the playoffs. Uh, and, and, yeah, it was, a, it was a great game. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, there's some, some you know, Kirk Cousins – MVP 
you know, rumblings going on. People want Kirk Cousins to be in the MVP candidate. And see, I said it, but he's up there. He, you make that face, but he's he's up there in terms of, you know, the passing yards and the the completion percentage and, you know, uh, passing touchdowns, fourth quarter comebacks. Uh, I mean, anything you want, you know, Kirk Cousins is delivering it right now. And, you know, people are going to make the argument, Justin Jefferson, but there's a guy in the same division as – as Kirk Cousins, who won a couple MVPs thrown to a guy named Devontae Adams. So, you know, I don't know why Kirk Cousins can't get that same respect when his team is 12 and three and, you know, in the hunt for the number one seed in the NFC. Yeah, it's probably because the three losses were so ugly. And also, if you have the most comebacks, that means you were down a lot during the first three quarters. So, like, <laughs> you have to do those things to get, get, out, get there. And also, the next guy you're gonna—I mean, not name, but Patrick Mahomes, man, a guy named Patrick. Yeah, I mean, a guy yeah. named Patrick. I'm just saying, a, a vote, a vote, <laughs> a right? Vote. It can't like a vote. Sure, Maybe he'll two. get a vote. He'll get a vote. But that defense though is terrible, right? Like, I like yeah, Minnesota's terrible. defense it's is terrible. really bad. It's so yeah, yeah, it is. It's <laughs> so that's what he—that's what's going on to get down in the first three quarters. His defense just isn't showing up. Um. But anyway, moving on through the QB, the quarterback swags, man. Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback four. Joe Burrow, five. Josh Allen, six. I'm going to hit this one for this because Gardner Minshew, my quarterback stream of the week, comes in at seven. Sam Darnold, who we, we both shouted out as another potential streaming option, came in at eight. Uh, Daniel Jones comes in at nine. Trevor Lawrence, 10, Mac Jones, 11, and then coming in as the quarterback, 12. Uh, Greg, what do you think of these QB swag performances? Yeah, anyone who was able to pivot to Minshew or, or Darnold uh, in like a late situation where Hurts getting hurt, um, that was clutch for you guys. I'm glad those two came through. Uh, Daniel Jones as well, uh, but we knew that this was a, a very good matchup for him, um, knowing Minnesota's defense being trash. And uh, yeah, Baker Mayfield again, uh, you know, finding his way kind of back into the NFL, like into, you know, like destroying, literally. Dest- I mean, not surprised the, the team they destroyed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Denver got totally embarrassed and this is a good defense. So this isn't yeah. about, you know, like I feel like this is more of, you know, and I alluded to this earlier in the season. At what point does this defense say, like, screw it, right? Like. What are we? What are we doing here? Like, what are we? Talk, what are we? Like, what are we? What are we? But what are we busting our butts for? Right? Like, yeah. When the offense can't even score, can't even score 17, 18 points. Right? Like, what are we doing? Yeah, they literally can't. Like, twenty is a a high threshold for them. <laughs> and uh, then now, you know, head coach Nathaniel Hackett gets fired on Monday. Right? Doesn't even make it through. You know, doesn't even get to coach his sixteenth game of his NFL head coaching career. And it's an interesting dynamic because that means ownership and company, they're hitching their wagon to Russell Wilson, which, you know, in previous years is not something that you could say is a bad thing, but this is a different year right now. And Russell Wilson's, you know, the expectations have kind of changed here, you know, with him. Um, one of the names I've seen floated around by, you know, media and, and whatnot is Sean Payton, which I think that's an interesting, very, very interesting fit. You know, you get him in here to be able to work with Russell Wilson, 
you know, obviously we saw, we know what he was able to do with Drew Brees. Um, you know, granted it's Drew Brees uh, and, you know, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, different type style of quarterbacks, but, you know, Russell Wilson can, can work from the pocket. And I think Sean Payton could, can, you know, definitely work with him and, and probably we see it improved Russell Wilson. Is this wishful thinking, Greg? It's crazy improved. Like this man is a former like MVP candidate. Like it's crazy. So uh, I would hope get yeah, but get back to vintage uh Russell Wilson uh just two years ago. And but like I just always foresee champagne. Like he's I feel like he belongs in Dallas. Like that's that's what <laughs> <laughs> like I mean like Dallas I mean, that is gonna would play take... Tampa, Tampa's gonna beat him <laughs> in the, the wild card. Shower McCarthy's <laughs> out. And here comes Sean Payton. He's already assembling the staff. I heard rumors of that. So uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I think yeah, that's I feel like it's happening. But yeah, I think Denver's a good spot too, though. I agree. Definitely. All right. So let's shout out an honorable mention. And there's only one honorable mention because after the Q, the quarterback twelve, it pretty much just you know Baker Mayfield seventeen point four points. It pretty much plummeted after that. And the next guy you get is Brock Purdy. Uh, who's, you know, in a class of his own here, uh, you know, in the honorable mention section at 15.9. He's a guy that has played well through his his four games and his three starts and has a great matchup coming up in championship week against the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, what do you think of the performance here by Brock Purdy? But what do you what do you obviously I think is he a guy that we're going to talk about in the waiver section? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, just every these last four weeks, uh, he's been a name I, I mentioned, uh, just being that solid streaming option uh, that, you know, right around that high in QB2, uh, maybe borderline QB1 player. So I would expect that next week um, in, against Vegas. But I think the, the upside could be a little higher here. So um, he could he definitely is an option. Um, but, yeah, you already know someone someone's someone magic's coming back so you know <laughs> you might need him for the championship week someone's magic is coming back no I, someone I someone magic is coming back yes magic mike I white think... baby let's go oh, baby. Okay. <laughs> okay i was magic. i was right over my head nah, Sorry, magic mike mike right. yo magic, magic mike white yep, he's back right over my head he's he's back he's back um but we got to talk about the jags because there, there was quite a few, including two quarterback starts of the week here in Geno Smith and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, that was – the Geno Smith one was tough because you felt like, given the game script, that there should be a lot of passing here. But it's just Tyler, no Tyler Lockett. Marquise Goodwin, who I know we both liked as a potential play, he left the game early, goose egg. So there was really no like other passing options outside of DK Metcalf there. So it was really tough for Geno Smith, and Aaron Rodgers was victim of, uh, you know, run game, yeah, run game, and uh, Tua turned the ball over. That was trending on. I don't know if you saw that, Greg, <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, when when Tua turned the ball over, turns the ball over like that, then. Aaron- <laughs> Yo, it's too good. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> when uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers is getting these short fields, you know, the run game is obviously gonna be uh, you know, prevalent in those in those situations. And two actually does end up in concussion protocol. 
self-reported themselves, you know, with symptoms. Um, I don't want to make fun of. Uh, yeah, I was just about to be like, that's. <laughs> I really don't want to make fun of. <laughs> that's so weird. Okay, I got. It. We got it though. We we're here though. We're on the same wavelength. Sure. <laughs> oh man. Okay. All right. Uh, and then oh, a weekly, you know, staple on the Jags list is Tom Brady. <laughs> what are we doing? Okay, we we're we're yeah. we're saying that right. We're not playing yeah, him because I've been no saying it all year. No matter what, yeah. <laughs> he's been many, my, yeah, he's been outside my top twenty all season. Like I have not been able to rank him inside the top twenty. Yeah, no, there's uh there's too many other good options, and they play Carolina next week. Uh, assuming that a divisional game, I think that's gonna be low scoring no matter what. Like even if Carolina's defense doesn't, it has injuries. Uh, yeah. you got you got Purdy, you got Minshew again if they decide to continue to play him. Um, Mike White, so yeah, there's options. And then Justin Fields also ends up on this list. Um, you know, thought that he would stay as a quarterback one based on the based on his his rushing usage, but the Bills limited him and his ability to run in this game. Uh, it doesn't seem it didn't seem like they were willing to let him you know, beat them that way. And they were going to force him to beat them from the pocket. Um, you know, obviously it kind of sucks going to throw this, this one game out, but I expect fields to bounce back next week. Yeah. I, um, I think fields is too good of a, too good of a talent, too good of like a fantasy asset at this point to, to not think he can bounce back. Definitely. Um, let's move on to these running back swags, Greg, and the number one running back on the week Sky saved my fantasy uh, championship or my fantasy season here in in our dynasty league. Uh, Camp Akers, man, twenty three carries, a buck eighteen, three rushing touchdowns, uh, two targets, two receptions, twenty nine receiving yards. Uh, I, I Baker Mayfield had a great day, fantastic. Uh, so did uh, Tyler Higby, who we'll talk about later. But I did say if there was one player to play from from this, the Rams side, it was Cam Akers, uh, just because Denver has been a terrible run defense all season, and um, you know Cam Akers definitely came through again, thirty four point seven PPR points. So, uh, Greg, what do you think of this performance here by by Akers? Yeah, big time here uh, during this week. I mean, he's just come full circle. This man was a day from being cut from his team, and now he's. Finishing as the RB1, uh, you know, best RB performance on the week, arguably. Uh, so, yeah, this is a, a great job from him. And um, he definitely, you know, can be a, a use for, for championship week. I think they got the Chargers next week. We know how weak their rush defense is. So, uh, turning up three of the last four weeks um, over in double digits. So, I think he's he's definitely a blood. Yeah, man, they might as well start calling this man playoff cam because uh... – you know he's he's he did he did this. I mean, last year he came back for the playoffs specifically, where he, you know, mm-hmm. was coming back from the Achilles wasn't very good. But his rookie season, remember, he had done nothing like the whole mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Has that monster game on Thursday Night Football? Uh, you know that led people, you know, either in the in the into the championship week or uh, you know his first round of playoffs or something like that. But definitely a great performance. And like you said, against the Chargers next week, I think we play him again. Uh, moving on to the RB2 on the week, Saquon Barkley uh, saving his best for when you might have needed it most. 
Uh, 14 carries, 84 rushing yards. Uh, got that one rushing touchdown late, uh, which pretty much put the nail in the coffin for for my fantasy team. But eight carries, uh, ten or eight catches on ten targets, 49 receiving yards, 27.3 PPR points. Again, after a string of like disappointing performances and. Uh, you know, a little ba- a little bit of a bounce back last week. This was definitely the type of performance that you that you we were seeing early in the year from Saquon Barkley. Yeah, man, uh, definitely pulled through uh, here late. You know, uh, Washington was able to get it done. Now Minnesota. Uh, so yeah, it was uh, great, great back to back weeks from from Saquon uh, carrying this offense uh, as he as he's done all year. Um, so yeah, uh, it's been. Been pretty good. I think he's, you know, I, you know, for for offense play there, he should definitely get some votes. Yeah, uh, you know, he's definitely had one of his best seasons. I think this is his second best season, if uh, you know, outside of his rookie year. Um, oh yeah, definitely. Playing, he's healthy. That's that's yeah, mainly that's the yeah. the big thing, right? With Saquon. Uh, moving on to the RB three on the week, and we get a another start of the week here. Playoff Lenny, 20 carries, 72 rushing yards, uh, nine catches on 10 targets, 90 receiving yards. You know, uh, got it. I, I, I'll be completely honest. I fell asleep during this game, so I don't even know what happened. I just woke up and saw that the Bucks won in overtime. Well, it was a great game. Well, a great game in the fourth quarter because classic, classic Tampa this year. They need to go down big to really wake up, seems like. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> when you're playing the four and ten Trace McSorley led Arizona Cardinals, sure, great most for definitely. It. I mean, uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, they were down sixteen three to the Andy Dalton led Saints and got it done. They got it done. They're all of that to lose to Sam Darnold this week. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. They'll be down like twenty to three. Nah, 20. bro. I need Carolina to win this division. <laughs> I just I need to see it. I need to see oh, Carolina man. win this division after like having done after having fired their head coach, starting oh, you man. know going through like three different quarterbacks, getting rid of Christian McCaffrey, and start and I need to see Sam Darnold in a playoff game. I just need to see all of it. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. But Greg, what do you think of his performance here by Lenny by playoff Lenny? Yeah, playoff in the Lenny playoffs. Coming through, uh, great matchup, um, getting it done in the passing game. He's being done in the passing game a, a lot this year. Ten targets this game, so uh, you you love to see that for sure. Um, that's 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 big time right there. Um, he should continue to 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 get it done. Tom Brady, uh, that was showing his like average depth of target. His average area was like seven this year, it, the all year. So Leonard Leonard Fournette's going to thrive from that. Yeah, I also heard a stat the other day that of like. Chris Godwin's 80 something receptions. Oh, 50, 60 of them were behind the line of scrimmage or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm like, what? Are you serious? Yo, that's crazy. Yo. Oh, man. Um, all right, Greg, let's, let's round out these running back swags. It's like a better juju that year and when he's with Pittsburgh, like pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. It's like a tight end. Yeah. Like a fullback. <laughs> Um, rounding out these top 12s, James Conner, running back four, Austin Eckler, five, Deontay Foreman coming in at six, Devin Singletary, seven, 
Alvin Kamara, eight. Derrick Henry, nine. James Cook tying with Joe Mixon for 10. And then Tyler Algier coming in as running back 12. Uh, Greg, what do you think of these top 12 performances here? Uh, Eckler again, coming up big time. Uh, just when you thought Trooper Herbert had this backfield, again, down to Foreman. Just, it's just the story of the year between the two, really. Like, that's really what it come down to. Within uh, even the same it. game, you're like, oh, Chuba Hubbard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Foreman's just like, nope, I'm still here. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, so, yeah, good performance for him. Good performance from the Buffalo running backs, uh, especially James Cook. You know, though he was dead, and he came back uh, with a good performance here. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it was nice. Okay, so now for the pain that I, I have to share. I shared it with you, Greg, but in one of my – Longest it is my literally my longest standing league. Uh, we have had this, it's my, my league with my college friends. We've had this league for like 12 years, and Ooh. I have made it to the finals, I think, five or six times. Or this would have been my fifth time going, and I didn't follow my own advice because earlier in the week, Greg, we what did we say? We were doing the waivers last Monday. And we were talking about Tyler Algier versus Zach Moss versus Deion Jackson. We're trying to figure out who's going to get the role between Zach Moss and Deion Jackson. And I said, well, that just makes me believe you should just play Tyler Algier. Just pick him up and play him. And I was able in that league because I had Jonathan Taylor. I was able to get all three of them, Greg. All three. Yeah, I think you said you were going to be able to do that, too. Yeah. And I got all three. And so as I'm looking through the matchups, I'm like, ah, you know, the matchup doesn't look so great. And I was looking at this, you know, the matchup against Baltimore didn't look so great. I was looking at the snap counts with Cordero Patterson in the last game. Didn't even know Cordero Patterson had played more snaps than Tyler Algier. So I'm just going through all this stuff. And then my opponent has both Michael Pittman and Mike Williams. So I was like, oh, let me get this in-game stack, you know. Mm -hmm. So basically I talked myself out of playing Tyler Algier, talked myself into playing Deion Jackson, who was the worst, the, you know, the, the wrong running back to play in the Indianapolis Colts because Jordan Wilkins was getting snaps ahead of him. So I was just tilting all game, uh, just tilting the whole game. And, you know, for those that took the advice and played Tyler Algier, I'm happy for you, and I deserve everything that I got uh, by not being in the fantasy well. Yeah, I mean – Great week by him. We were saying that that four for forty three really, really saved his day. Uh, got him in that RB one range. Um, yeah, no, it, it's a tough situation, man. For, on Monday night, too, last possible game, so you're just waiting all week, thinking about your decision that you just made, watching Talajir games. Uh, yeah, that's the that's the worst type of uh, situation, right there. Oh, it was. You know what, Greg? I had gotten over it. I had come to terms with it because, like I said, I went into Monday night. Down up eight, thinking like, okay, there's zero percent chance like I'm gonna win this game. Gotcha, gotcha, like, gotcha. Okay, so I, I'm over it. <laughs> but what kept getting me was seeing like you have like getting the alerts like from different fantasy outlets and things and on Twitter, and it's like you have to do whatever you can to get Tyler Algier on your fantasy team this week. Like he's the hot waiver wire pickup, and I would have already had him in a cake matchup against Arizona in Championship Week, where I would have felt great. Yeah, so that's out of the way. That's the one loss that's on my mind of the you know the, the 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 five championships that I'm going to this season or you know this year. But Greg, let's talk about some honorable mentions: uh, Najee Harris, Rashad White, 
uh, Travis Etienne. Uh, your running back start of the week, Jarek McKinnon, also still you know continuing his solid performances uh, as the RB18. Uh, anybody else you want to shout out as the uh, as some honorable mentions? Uh, no, I mean again those Dallas running backs both finishing in the, in the top twenty. Uh, I think just shows that you know Zeke had a rough start, but yeah, he uh, definitely came through with his ADP and and Pollard as well shot through his his ADP as well. I think both these guys uh, can have a role in, in the future if they keep him. Yeah, I mean it's going to be an interesting decision that they have to make because Tony Pollard's a free agent, and I'm sure that somebody will be willing to pay him. <clears throat> um, all right, let's move on to the running back Jags. And unfortunately, there are some big names on this list, uh, some guys that were performing for you uh, all season, or even guys that you spent high draft draft capital on, like Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones. Those are guys that you took round one, um, you know, maybe maybe the top of round two. And, you know, they, they just didn't come through this week. Uh, Aaron Jones finished – I think he scored like four PPR points while Dalvin Cook ended up with, with you know, just under 11 PPR points. Um, what do you think of these performances by these two guys? Yeah, tough, tough from tough seeing that from them, um, along with uh, Josh Jacobs, like Miles Sanders, J.K. Yeah, Dallas, I was, yeah those, those guys too, yeah. Yeah, I was going to bring those guys up next too because those guys were, were guys that you <clears> – <throat> You kind of got a discount on, yeah, in draft season, and then you've just been basically just riding them all year. But in what's probably amounted to the biggest moment of your fantasy season, yeah, neither one of them showed up for you. Yeah, I'm uh, sure. So Miles, yeah, tough. Josh Jacobs was definitely on a lot of semifinal teams or first round teams, so for sure. So yeah, it's tough. Yeah, I mean the Miles Sanders one, you probably. You, you probably felt lucky if you made it through last week because last week was a down mm-hmm. performance from him as well. Um, and For some reason, I don't feel like Miles Sanders is the backbones of a lot of teams, but may, I could be wrong there where, you know, you know Josh Jacobs, they were going a similar price range, but, um, you know, maybe maybe that's just bias on my part. But, um, yeah, I don't, Josh Jacobs has been like the RB1, though, yeah. you know, pretty much for a large yeah. stretch of the year. So I yeah. think that one kind of hurts more. Yeah. All right, let's move on to wide receivers. And uh, the number one wide receiver on the week, C.D. Lamb, 10 catches, 11 targets, 120 receiving yards, two touchdowns, That 34 PPR points. That touchdown that he had where he just, like, spun on the safety was, like, I don't know. It was, like, one of the dopest touchdowns to me. Just, like, didn't. Like just you like that's something he just felt right. Like he just knew the safety was there. Mm-hmm. He's gonna come flying over the top and then just like casually just spun inside. But he just made it look, he made it look so smooth. Uh, what do you think of the performance here by CD Lamb on his two touchdown day? Yeah, killer man. I mean, Dak found his number one guy um, all all day. You know, he was getting targeted heavily throughout the game. Um, so it was it was great. It was great to see a big time performance like this here late in the season. He's been. Even doing this uh, late in the season uh, as well, uh, you know, so it, it's pretty good. Uh, I'm glad to see him get these uh, big time performances. Yeah, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, uh, you know, Ceedee Lamb. Obviously, he's one of those guys that, you know, I, I, I don't think I. There's a lot. Like, obviously, everybody knows Ceedee Lamb is great. Um, 
but I, I felt like, you know, from the moment when he was coming out, I was always like, he's the number, you know, number two wide receiver in the draft, or, you know, or, you know, I, I used to argue that I would take him over, you know, over Jerry Judy, um, you know, and things like that. And then, you know, even last year I had him ranked high and he, he didn't come through. And this year I had him ranked high and, and, you know, Dak Prescott goes down and it looked like it was going to be, you know, uh, you know, poor year for him, but he just, he just picked it up. And then in this Eagles game, the thing I thought was interesting was he was just killing them in the first half, like just, just chopping them up. And then you, you think like, all right, there's no way that he's going to do that again in the second half. Cause they're going to go in there and they're going to make their adjustments and they're going <laughs> to stop him. It's just like, Nope. He came back out of the second half and just kept tearing them up. So got to love that. And I think going forward, you, you definitely got to feel confident about CD lamb in your lineup. Mm-hmm. Moving on to the wide receiver, two on the week. Uh, that would be Devontae Smith, man. Eight catches, 12 targets, 113 receiving yards, two touchdowns, 31.3 PPR points on the day. Greg, what do you think of the performance here by Devontae Smith who in the same game as CeeDee Lamb here? Yeah, man. I mean, there's a lot of you know statements you can really make about him. He's probably arguably the, the best value of wide receiver for ADP uh, this year. Uh, and everyone's panicking after that week one, but he's really come through all year. Uh, he's probably the number. He's going to finish higher than AJ Brown on the year as far as uh, fantasy points. Um, he's he's he performed like the wide receiver one on this team and as a wide receiver one this year all season. So it's really a uh, really good uh, week year for Devonte and a really good week for Devonte. Yeah, definitely. Um... I almost everyone because I I remember not panicking. Oh yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's actually funny that you say that because he has been a value. I have a dyn- not a dynasty team, a keeper team, where I was able to draft both AJ Brown and Devontae Smith. I don't have Jalen Hurts, but I just have the two of them, and every week I would you know essentially play both of them, or sometimes I would play. I, I, if I ever sat one, I always sat Devonte. But this week, I was like, "Yeah, I kind of wish I played you, Devonte Smith." Yeah, uh, didn't didn't matter. But um, you know, yeah, like you said, he's been a, he's been a great value, and tying with Devonte Smith for the wide receiver two on the week, uh, probably not a value because you you had to spend up to get him. Uh, and I remember, Greg, you and I were uh, heavy proponents of taking him as high as you possibly could, as high as the number three pick. And if you did that, it's probably been working out for you. Uh, That would be Justin Jefferson, 16 targets, 12 catches, 133 receiving yards, and a touchdown reception, 31.3 PPR points on the day. Again, tying as the number two wide receiver on the week with Devontae Smith. Greg, what do you make of the performance here by Justin Jefferson? Yeah, man. I mean, he's been, when you need it most, like he's really been coming through. Uh, he's had three straight 30 point performances, at least 15 targets in the last three games. Those are monster numbers, uh, that, you know, even like, you know, consistently just putting up these, yeah, these insane numbers. So it's good to see him him get it done here. Uh, it doesn't matter who they play. They got green Bay next week, but I'm definitely not worried. Yeah. I mean, green Bay means he's probably going to be matched up with Jair Alexander who had probably one of the funniest post game interviews talking about to his interception on Tua, uh but anyway uh justin jefferson just absolutely been balling he broke randy moss's single season record for receiving yards in a single you know, in 15 season. games in, in 15, 15 games. games um 
He's on pace currently. He just needs 200 and I think eight receiving yards to break Calvin Johnson's single uh, season uh, NFL record, um, which I don't know. He's at 1756. So if I calculate her out. Nineteen sixty four. So I think he needs two hundred and nine to break it because I think nineteen sixty four is the record. So then that would mean that he would need two hundred and what I say he needs T is two hundred nine. So then he would need thirty six. Sorry, I can't do quick math in my head right now. Uh, he would need two hundred forty five receiving yards to get two thousand. I think you do it. I think he could do it over the next two games. I don't care if he does it in 17 games because uh, I know that's going to be an argument. Uh, I just want to see a 2,000-yard receiver. You know yeah, saying? hopefully um, Philly can get a loss. If, if Minnesota thinks they can try to get the one seed, then they'll they'll go for it. But maybe in week 18, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the best receivers in football. It's just it's, – it's, he's, oh, yeah, he's, he's a pleasure yeah, to watch, man. He's, he's top three. Um, let's move on to the wide receiver swags, the remaining wide receiver swags. The wide receiver four in the week, T. Higgins, five, Jalen Waddle, six, Kendrick Bourne, seven, Isaiah Hodgins, eight, Greg Dortch, nine, Keenan Allen, ten, Jacoby Myers, eleven, DJ Moore, and twelve, Jahan Dotson. Greg, what'd you make of these uh, wide receiver performances? Yeah, some good performances here. T. Higgins uh, coming through again. Um, when healthy, he's, he's been he's been really big time for Joe Burrow. Uh, all these uh, young guys, Waddle, uh, Greg Dorch coming back full circle, um, and the two Patriots receivers definitely is a definitely a shock here that they both got in the top twelve. Um, and then yeah, Isaiah Hodgins, I think for people in Dynasty, I think, and for now just going into next year, I think he's a name that um, can you know creep up or be a sleeper for for next year if you know. He can be the the role is open for a Giants number one receiver, and I think he's he's got the talent for it. This is upsetting. This Isaiah Hodgins talk because just when I have fully committed to Darius Slayton, Greg, just when I, I fully commit, here comes another guy just to take all the shine. Right? I'm just I was talk about tilting, 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 tilting. Oh, um. Anyway, yeah. That just reminded me that if I had played Isaiah Hodgins over Darius Slayton, that I probably would have won my matchup too. So there goes that. Or if all those points just went to Darius Slayton, like yeah. it should, like they they should have. I don't know. I don't know. What do I know? Anyway, uh, rounding out this uh, this these honorable mentions here: uh, Trenton Irwin, Terry McLaurin, Jerry Judy, who you were really high on coming in this week. So kudos to you guys if you listen to Greg there and George Pickens. He's back. Um, any any other honorable mentions? Anybody that stuck out to you, Greg? You want to shout out here? Um, not John Donson. I think you know he's been playing a little well down the stretch. Uh, last three weeks, he's got over fifteen points. So yeah, uh, he's been, double, yeah, yeah, he's been really he's been big time. So um, yeah, I think he's a hot name that you got to continue to play. Does that change if the quarterback changes? Yes, it does. 
I think so. A little bit, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Impact. Well, I don't know because I feel like early in the season, Jahan Dotson was the one. Oh, no, it was Curtis Samuel that was getting targets constantly. Yeah, but not nah, Dotson was, was getting involved too, though. That's that's true. It, I mean, was, it was just Terry McLaurin not getting the football. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and then just like running backs, man, there was some guys at the wide receiver position – or, sorry – uh, Jags at the wide receiver position, uh, unfortunately, were some guys that you were you were really counting on. Uh, Stephon Diggs, Devontae Adams, uh, Mike Evans. Uh, I, I put Jamar Chase on here because he, he finished outside the top the top twenty four. Um, yeah, those are three huge names. Like you, everyone. Yeah, uh, yeah a lot of teams have on one team. So yeah, uh, Darius Slayton, my wide receiver start of the week. Uh, he was outside the top 30. Uh, I know Chris Godwin was your wide receiver start of the week. He was wide receiver 24. Uh, Garrett Wilson, who if you were playing him, you started out the week with Garrett Wilson. That was terrible. Oh, my like gosh. You started five, any, with any Jets player. It was Any Jets player. Any Jets player was just terrible. It was terrible, man. Oh, you had Zach Wilson, didn't you? Yeah, I was. it was bad. I mean, I couldn't uh, get the bid. I put in the bid for Minshew. Didn't get him. Uh, Should have just got Sam Darnold, honestly. He just broke that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That must have sucked. There was like – you. Just I mean, I had Devontae, too. I don't think it would have helped. I had Devontae uh-huh. on my team. Yeah. It was, uh-huh. I had Vermondre Stevenson, who was another uh-huh. RB Jack. We, we, didn't, we forgot to mention him, him yo. Uh-huh. Vermondre Stevenson all year, man. All year. Uh-huh. Yeah, so that team really did not do well. Oh, man. Yeah, that yeah. sucks. Yeah. All right, um, let's move on to the tight end swags, man. The number one tight end on the week, just when I soured on you after turning around TJ Hawkinson. 13 catches, 16 targets, two touchdowns, 109 receiving yards, 35.9 PPR points on the day. Greg, what did you make of the performance here by TJ Hawkinson? Yeah, TJ Hawkinson balled like in a huge way in this game. Uh, you know, I had that really good game with that Seattle game. I think it's his best game of the year for sure. Uh, and, yeah, he made some great catches. He was just open all the time. Uh, they couldn't – they had no answer for him. So, it was a good matchup. Yeah, that one was – it was it was good. Um, sorry, man. I just keep thinking about how this just impacted all the emotions of my fantasy matchup are just coming back again right now because – my my opponent had Kirk Cousins. I had Justin Jefferson and and Dalvin Cook. So I was just hoping for just Justin Jefferson touchdowns. Ideally, Dalvin Cook touchdowns, or ideally a Dalvin Cook to Justin Jefferson touchdown is what I was really hoping for. Uh, but yeah, Hawkinson had a fantastic day here. If you you know been playing him, uh, it's been an up and down year, but he saved his best for this moment right here when you, when you needed it. So like you said, outside of the Seattle game, this was his second best game or Mm -hmm. was this his his second best game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Seattle game. He, those touchdowns really came in a big way. Yeah. I think he had two that day. Yeah. Oh, he had two today too. Oh, well. Um, All right. Moving on to the tight end two on the week. Uh, And this one, I feel like I should have seen coming, Uh, not the tight end two performance, but just like a tight end one performance, just because there was literally, no one else to throw the football to. Tyler Higby for the L.A. Rams. 
11 targets, 9 catches, 94 receiving yards, 2 touchdown catches there, 30.4 PPR points on the day. Greg, what you make of the performance here by Tyler Higby? Yeah, Tyler Higby coming through, uh, you know, had a had a nice beginning of the year, but now good to see him uh, come through late in the season. Uh, maybe he's a streaming option for some people uh, there. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was definitely a good performance for a lot of the Rams pieces this week. Definitely. Uh, again, he was – the only option there, and it seemed like at one point they were just all the all of most of the pass plays were just being called for Higby at that point. So uh, again, if you went against Tyler Higby, uh, that that sucks. But if you started Tyler Higby, that's that's great for you. That's awesome. Uh, the ten and three on the week. Um, I don't know, man. It's either Brock Purdy just absolutely loves him, or the absence of Devo Samuel is just creating all these opportunities, but whatever it is, just keep doing it. George Kittle. Uh, we love it when you're, when you're the top three tight end in fantasy, uh, six catches, eight targets, 120 receiving yards, two touchdown receptions there. The, that would be the uh, 30 PPR points there again for a tight end three performance by George Kittle. Greg, what do you think on the performance here by George Kittle? Yeah, Kittle coming through uh, in the playoff time. I mean, after those you know week three performances, I think the Debo Samuel injury really impacted them a lot. Getting eight targets in this one, uh, a second, you know, third highest on the season. So, um, yeah, he um, definitely is balling for Brock Purdy. Got Vegas and Arizona. That's you can't script it any better for uh, ending schedule for a tight end. Yeah, definitely love that schedule and. I feel like I'm going to start a controversy here with my with my touchdown or not tight end of the week because I feel like Greg wants it to be somebody, but the person that I actually picked is going to not be that person. So I'm just going to go ahead and announce it. Touchdown or not tight end of the week this week is New Orleans Saints tight end Taysom Hill. Let's go. Because, <laughs> oh, you're happy with this. I mean, I really like – have a uh, a thought about who I wanted it. Usually I do, but uh, this week, yeah, I didn't. But I'm always happy for Taysom Hill to have success. Yeah. This yeah. one, so I could have. The other guy I thought you would you would have wanted me to go with would have been Shane Zilstra, who imagine scoring three touchdowns as a tight end and not being the tight end one on the week. Um, yeah, because five because of the five for twenty six. <laughs> yeah, five for twenty six. All the yeah. red zone. <laughs> so uh, I, I could have gone Mercedes Lewis too. Uh, yeah, could have gone Mercedes Lewis. You know, um, but the reason why I went Taysom Hill here is because uncommon to most of the other touchdown or not tight ends of the week, somebody probably started Taysom Hill. Oh and yeah. Oh, somebody yeah. did it, and it came through in a game like this with the weather. Being the way it was, uh, they went to the Taysom Hill package often. Nine rush attempts, fifty-six receiving or fifty-six rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown. Eleven point six PPR points on the day. He doesn't get that rushing touchdown. He's basically useless to you there at five point six points. So still, if you if you take the touchdowns away from Zostra and you take the touchdown away from Taysom Hill, Zostra still outscores Taysom Hill here. So uh, again. Taysom Hill, deserving of the uh, touchdown or not tight end of the week. And if you started him, definitely came through for you. Yeah, man. I mean, three straight weeks with at least 10 points. So he's been he's been somewhat consistent down the stretch. 
rounding out these top 12 tight ends, the tight end four on the week was the aforementioned Shane Zostra, five, Evan Ingram, six, Travis Kelsey, seven, Greg Dulcich, eight, Greg's tight end start of the week, Pat Fryermuth, nine, Dawson Knox, 10, the touchdown and not tight end of the week, Taysom Hill, 11, Mercedes Lewis, and 12, Darren Waller. Greg, do any of these top 12 performances stick out to you? Uh, Greg Dosher's coming through for sure. It's nice. Uh, Evan Ingram been really closing out the season in a big way. Uh, he looked like he could not be guarded um, by by that Jets defense. That was really like the the main takeaway I had from that game for sure. Um, yeah, he's he's been he's been running. He's been money. He's been really money the last five weeks. Yeah, the other part with uh, you know you you mentioned Evan Ingram the 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 one picture that's sticking out of my brain consistently i can't unsee it is evan ingram just running away from sauce garden <laughs> i don't know yeah. if you saw that yeah no that was an undrag like uh <laughs> just a you know regular yeah drag just a regular yeah. drag route yeah. evan ingram just comes up just gives him a little move yep just runs right across he was, he was gone. gone and yeah. sauce could not keep up with him and i was yeah. like holy crap evan ingram was fast <laughs> yeah yeah, that's he was, you know, always with the Giants. His strength was he plays like a wide receiver uh, at the tight end position. He just couldn't catch the ball. But he, he's, he, you know, had the, kind of sort of revenge game for him in MetLife back in my life. In MetLife, right? Yeah. He probably yeah, felt yeah, like yeah. he was, you know, you know, back at MetLife playing for the Giants again. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Uh, don't think I have anything else that sticks out. We just got to talk about tight end Jags. And my tight end start of the week is a Jag, Mark Andrews. Greg, what are we doing with Mark Andrews? There's no expectation that we're going to get Lamar Jackson back. I mean, I think the the the, the Ravens are definitely holding out hope, uh, but it doesn't seem likely. And I think that they've already clinched a playoff spot, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, there's no real incentive for them to play Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think, I think. Uh... It's again still the tight end position, but yeah, I would it would be hard for me to find uh, you know play Mark Andrews in, in championship week if you got to this point with them. Um, it would be tough. Yeah, I think you know you can maybe find some more consistent options right now uh, at that time position. Mainly just Taysom Hill, really. I think. Oh man, Taysom Hill. Okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you got to do what you got to do at this point, right? Like, yeah. it's championship week. There's no, like, oh, I got to play this guy or I got to play that guy. You know, I was walking up today thinking about in a, in a championship game, you know, a few years ago, I, I was playing Sam Darnold, Elijah McGuire, and, and Robbie Anderson. I went I went with a, a triple jet stack uh, in championship week, <laughs> and and it worked out. Uh, but again, I say that to say, like, we're not here to play names. We're here to win championships. Yeah. So if if Mark Andrews isn't getting it done, he's then he's not right. Like, we go go get the guy out there that's going to get you that championship. So um, let's move on to news and injuries. And as we mentioned at the top, uh, Tua Tunga Vailoa entered concussion protocol on Monday after self-reporting symptoms. Uh, Christian Watson of the Green Bay Packers. He was day-to-day after leaving Sunday's game with a hip injury. Hunter Henry, he's day-to-day with a knee injury. Quarterback Lamar Jackson 
who previously talked about, still questionable for week 17. Uh, Tyler Lockett, he's also questionable for week 17 with that finger injury. Philly, Philadelphia right tackle Lane Johnson is expected to miss the remainder of the regular season uh, with an abdomen injury. Should be back in time for the playoffs. And then this one is big news. If you survived Jalen Hurts' shoulder injury, uh, he could potentially play in week 17 given the fact that Philadelphia lost. Had they won, they would have clinched the one seed and the bye, and Hurts would have definitely been out for the remainder of the regular season. But now with the bye being a question, Hurts is pushing to play, so that's something that the Eagles are going to have to make a decision on this week. I, you know, again, I've always recommended this philosophy when it comes to players like Jalen Hurts. Just assume he's not going to play. If you mm-hmm. assume he's not going to play, then you can make the the you know necessary contingencies. And if he does play, then you you just put him in your lineup. And then the last the last one here is Mike White, as you talked about, Magic Mike White cleared to start in Week 17, uh, returning from the the rib injury here. Uh, so, you know, it's definitely a boost to the Jets offense and their playoff hopes and Garrett Wilson uh, and any basically anybody in a Jets uniform who you potentially want to look to for fantasy uh, value. Uh, and then the last note that I have here, not injury related, but Greg, have you heard about the situation between the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Tennessee Titans? No, I'm not. So essentially – their week 17 game this week does not matter. Whatever happens goes out the window, doesn't matter, because the winner of their division, because because Jacksonville won against the Jets last week and Tennessee lost to Houston, the winner of their week 18 game, regardless of what happens in week 17, will make – the NFL playoffs. So there's real possibility here that both of these teams could potentially sit players and rest players in week 17 with the idea of like, Hey, our playoffs don't start until week 18. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. definitely something to take note of here. If you are a Derrick Henry manager, if you are Trevor Lawrence manager, um, you know, basically, if you're counting on any of these, you know, these these Jacksonville slash Tennessee Titan pieces. Yeah, that's tough, uh, especially for, you know, Trevor Lawrence has been hot. Uh, you know, Travis Etienne has been playing a little better of late. Um, so, yeah, it would be, it'd be definitely interesting to see what you guys can do. Yeah, again, just make contingency plans, assume that they won't play, and then you'll you'll be good to go there. Uh, but Greg, let's talk about waivers. What's going on there? Uh, let's start at the quarterback position. Who do we like this week? Yeah, definitely with the news of about Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, seeing that the Eagles, um, you know, weren't able to get the win. Um, I think Garner Mitchell though is still an option if you know, we, you, assuming that he's not playing, he's twenty one percent rostered. Um, I think you know, you, you saw what he can do. You saw what he he does in the, his past. Uh, he he can be a guy that can put up numbers. And that was the case here. Um, so I think there's no reason he can put up QB1 performances uh, for the next two weeks. 
uh, Brock Purdy, and then Mike White are the next two names I'm thinking of. I think, of course, Mike White has the higher upside than a Brock Purdy, 17% rostered. Um, Mike White is, so go get him now. He's got great matchups, as we were saying, down the stretch. Uh, and Brock Purdy, if you need a safe floor, I think a quarterback that's going to get you, again, that QB 13, maybe a, a 12 spot, uh, he's the guy. Definitely like, definitely in agreement with those. Um, I think Brock Purdy probably has the best matchup of the three going up against Vegas. But like you said, he probably has the the safer floor there. If you're looking for upside, Mike White and Gardner Minshew probably have that. Another name I'll throw out, deeper leagues, um, but Sam Darnold, 7% rostered. Um, you know, Tampa Bay's pass defense going into week 15 or week 16, rather, they were, you know, they allowed the, I have it here. They allowed the ninth most fancy points to the quarterback position. So over the, over their last three games. So um, Sam Darnold, you know, must win uh, against Tampa Bay. I think in a deeper league, two quarterback leagues could be an option for you. Yeah. Greg, what about running back? What do we got there? Running back, I got three names. Uh, Tyler Algier, I think he's number one option, 49% rostered. Uh, he's going to obviously get the most work on, on the Atlanta Falcons for sure, uh, continuing down the stretch as a, a team that wants to run the ball. Chuba Hubbard, 38% uh, rostered. Um, Dalton Foreman had himself a day, but Chuba Hubbard you know, also had a decent day as well. So I think both those guys on the team that want to continue to also run the ball, um, I think they both are going to continue to be used against a, a decent matchup against the choice rush defense. They played well. Uh, and then lastly, for deeper leagues, um, if you if you need some some depth, if you're you know desperate at running back, Zach Moss, 44% rostered. Um, yeah, the, the indie situation is tough. I would try to, of course, avoid it. Um, but yeah, Talajir and Chuba Hubbard are guys you should, you should be going for. Yeah, uh, Tyler Algier is definitely the top guy. The matchup is great against Arizona. Um, you know, we just saw what Leonard Fournette, and we've seen what other running backs have done in that in that situation in that matchup. Chuba Hubbard, like you said, it's a must-win game. If that game, you know, we know how stingy their run defense could be at times in Tampa Bay. You know, Chuba Hubbard could be a, a passing down option there. And then Zach Moss, you know, gets that matchup against the Giants, who we know that's to be a good matchup there. Uh, the only concern there is that Nick Foles didn't look very good, and so oh, yeah, he looked terrible. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you, you're just going to attach yourself to that offense, which which could be bad things. But I don't know. You could attach yourself to worse offenses, like uh, maybe the offense led by Carson Wentz, who used to be teammates with Nick Foles. Uh, Greg, are you attaching yourself to any Carson Wentz when it comes to the wide receiver position? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm got four names on this list. Uh, one of them being Jahan Dotson. He's 23% rostered. Uh, we we're saying early in the year, you know, deep down the field, Jahan Dotson was a, a great option. I think he can be an upside flex, a boom and bust wide receiver three type option uh, with uh, Carson Wentz. Um, uh, Zaya Hodgins, 2% rostered. I think he's a, you know, option that can be kind of, you know, hopefully, you know, not hopefully, but take, you know, can take this number one receiver role uh, with Dan Jones. Uh, he played very well against Minnesota, great matchup, but um, I think he can continue to be involved. Greg Dortch uh, with the injuries all over, you know, the Arizona wide receiver core and their offense in general, uh, he should be come, come back full circle and, and be used for depth. 
and then Hunter Renfro, man, he's 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 back. He's healthy. Um, and coming off one of his best games of the season, he wasn't you know very good in the, in the beginning of the season. Uh, but with the injuries to you know them having uh, and Devonta Adams playing a little off in this game, uh, I think Hunter Renfro could be used as a, a wide receiver three. Yeah, definitely like those options there. Uh, what about tight end, Greg? I know that's a position that we always have trouble at, but if you've made it this far, streaming uh, power to you. But yeah. what are we what are we doing this week? Uh, potential streaming options. Yeah, I think one Greg Dolchich. He's right at fifty percent. Uh, so I'll you know mention his name. Uh, probably been the the best you know fantasy option. Uh, with the receivers, uh, with uh, the third pass catcher, um, with those receivers that have been consistent um, on the Denver offense. So you, you got to continue to use him as a, as a streaming option. Um, Zane Zalastra, uh, the Detroit tight end, uh, who's, you know, slowly, creepingly getting used more and more his usage, his routes uh, going up. So he's 0% roster. He's absolutely free. I think for deep leagues, uh, and especially for maybe keeper leagues, dynasty leagues, uh, he could be uh, at. Uh, now, because you know, they're Detroit is need is in need of a tight end. They're gonna use a tight end in their offense always. And no offense, third twenty four percent rostered. Another week with a, another touchdown. He's really been hot in that department. Uh, you know, didn't get super used in, in the the yardage game, but he's being used in the offense in a down week. He still was able to find the end zone. So for the offense, so uh, continue to play him, and he, the targets will be there because you know there's no really no one else to throw to. Yeah, I mean, uh, Dosich, I think, obviously has going up against Kansas City. There's going to be a need there for for throwing the football, given potential game script there. So you should see some targets. No offense, like you said, if there's no Tyler Lockett, there's no, you know, uh, Marquise Goodwin. No offense, going to be in some some opportunities here to, to to be, you know, targeted against the Jets defense that has struggled against the tight end position in, in recent weeks. Uh, Shane Zilstra is probably the one that scares me the, the most uh, just because of the, you know, a lot of it was red zone usage. But, you know, the fact that Goff was able to go to him so consistently around the red zone just shows that there's at least some some trust factor there. So I wouldn't hate going after him in, in deeper leagues. Yeah. Um, all right, Greg, that's all we got for waivers. That's all we got for the show. So we will see y'all back tomorrow as we break down Thursday night football. Uh, do you, I don't even know who plays on Thursday night football, Greg? Do you? No shot. I mean, could find out right now. I mean, yeah, we got the Cowboys and Titans. So get to see Cowboys and Titans. See Derrick Henry, you know, prime time. Uh, or maybe you don't see Derrick Henry because will he sit out? Oh yeah, the Titans are out. Titans are not out, but I guess they're they're reeling, really, really badly right now. This is Jack, the Jaguars' decision. I mean, division. So, uh, well, I mean, again, like I said, both these teams, the Jags and the Titans, could just treat yeah. it as a bye week, and you just t- you just go into the playoffs. Like, all right, playoffs start next week because it's a playing pretty much. Yeah, it's a playing yeah. in game. Yeah, yeah. So I don't we'll know. It's prime yeah, time different... though, so the NFL might be sending out letters if they, <laughs> they don't. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Amazon we'll paid see. a lot of money for this, <laughs> bro. I just googled Thursday Night Football Prime, and the it has a two point three two point three rating. 
Whew. From the audience? Like, I don't know. It's kind of funny. Whew. Yeah, it's pretty funny. That's right. Um, yeah. So, uh, all right. Let's 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 get ready to, to close this one out. Greg, anything else you want to add? Uh Hopefully, we can close strong. Yeah, strong week, so we close strong. Hopefully, um, you know, Greg doesn't beat me too bad in our dynasty matchup this week. Um, you know, maybe he'll show some mercy on me. Um, you know, just gotta keep playing those mind games. Make sure you stay, you stay focused. Go hit the waivers. One more win, so you close this out. One and zero every week for this week right here, unless you play week eighteen, because that kind of sucks. But. We still got you covered. Either Unless way. you're getting on the Jaguars and Titans. There you go. Now you have a reason. <laughs> there you go. Jaguars and Titans, you know, week 18. Um, all right, y'all. We'll see y'all on Wednesday. Have a good one. We are out of here. Peace. Yeah.